Welcome to A Voice of Reason with your host, Kathy Horton and Sherry Petro-Sardell. We are offered new opportunities for growth daily. And with new opportunities, challenges are presented. Together, we can address the challenges and explore these opportunities. Now, here's Kathy Horton with Sherry Petro-Sardell. Welcome to A Voice of Reason. This is Kathy Horton, and I am with Sherry Petro-Sardell. Hello, everyone. For those of you that listened to the show last week, I had a coughing bout, and I have been down for a week, but I'm glad to say I'm doing better, but bear with me with my raspy voice. I hope you all are doing well, too, that you're warm in this cold Arctic blast that we're getting, and that you're, if you're snowed in, you're all snuggled up and ready to hear our show on Intuition. Well, today we're going to talk about intuition, mm-hmm. and we will answer some questions regarding intu- intuition that I'm sure many would like to know about. Mm-hmm. So, Sherry, to kick things off, how about if you share with us a definition of intuition? Well, my go-to place first would be the dictionary, and this is what the dictionary describes as intuition. It's the ability to understand immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. That's, that's what Webster says. Intuition is something some call a gut feeling, and others say it's when you know something, but you don't know how you know. It's a knowing that just can't be expa- explained by fact, but there's this deep inner intrinsic feeling we get. Hmm. So does everyone possess intuition or is it a special gift that some have and others do not have? Everyone has an intuitive self. Everyone. Some people are more in tune to their intuition and some have worked very hard at connecting to that part of their being. And, you know, of course, there are those that are gifted with well-developed intuition and I call those psychic gifts. Well, you know, I want to talk about psychic gifts, but mm-hmm. let's hold that topic for a bit later in the show. You know, first, I'd like to cover the things that come to my mind when I think of intuition, such as instinct and gut feeling. So let's start with instinct. Is instinct the same as intuition? Hmm. Um. I No, I don't think so. Um, instinct is our innate inclination um, toward behaviors that are both learned and set into motion. And unlearned also, is a, but it's a result of an environmental trigger. Instincts are involved in our innate desire to survive. And it's not just part of the human condition, instinct is part of all of life. Um, Hmm. People, uh, so I want to talk about a gut feeling or a hunch. A gut feeling or a hunch is a sensation that appears quickly in our conscious mind without us even being fully aware of any underlying reason for its occurrence. People often describe intuition as a gut feeling. I'm choosing to separate them because a gut feeling sometimes is right on, you know, but other times it's not. And that's what makes it a hunch. 
Hmm. With intuition, it is a knowing that is not a hunch, and I um, and I don't think it's wrong. Intuition is not wrong. Is that helpful for you in distinguishing them? Yeah, thanks so much for that differentiation. I find it very helpful. So now I have to admit that prior to hanging around with you, I did not pay much attention to these ideas of intuition and divine guidance. Now, in the past couple of years, I've become much more in touch with this knowing that you speak of. So I'm going to share one example that's just a bit humorous. You know, early on when I left corporate America, I spent a summer and fall gardening and working the land. Mm. So at first, I was always looking at my phone to see the weather forecast. <laughs> so, Even though you're outside. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's exactly it, is that when you're outside often, there's just a knowing about what the weather is telling you. Mm-hmm. So there was this day early on that I knew it was going to rain. But what was the first thing that I did? Well, <laughs> it was. It uh, it was to check the weather forecast on my phone. <laughs> so that was the day I realized the skills we lose when we over-rely on technology. And now I want to let everyone know I'm a big fan of using technology, but I'm also a huge fan of developing and using all our innate skills. Does that make sense? It does. Um, I can really relate to that, that we can look out the window and see that it's raining, but we'll want to check our phone to be sure (laughs) (laughs) and not trust our gut. I believe our intuition is as important as the other five senses that we have. That's why it's often referred to as the sixth sense. You know, if someone told you that there's an app that you could download that would help you know things you thought you didn't know, or, and it could help you understand things that once seemed confusing to you. And not only that, but it could help you make good decisions. Would you be interested in downloading that app? (laughs) Well, absolutely. (laughs) Now I have to own up. I have that app and I use it often. You downloaded it, did you? (laughs) You know, because I know you're going to be speaking about (laughs) our intuition. So with that, where does intuition come from? Um, I believe that we are all equipped with what I call a GPS. No, not a a global positioning system, something even bigger than that. It's called a God positioning system. And it was given to us by a power greater than our human minds could ever fully comprehend. And so just as a a literal global positioning system needs to be turned on, so does our God directional system. It's already installed, but we must turn it on. That is what you did when you became aware of it. You turned it on and you tuned it in. Hmm, that explains very well why I'm much more intuitive now than I had ever perceived earlier in my life. It's because of my awareness and because I've tuned in. You know, it was always there. Now I just connected to it. Exactly. Going back to this GPS 
that was installed in us from the beginning, from our beginnings. There are some who have a special equipment that was <laughs> added to their system that uh, gives them access to even more information. Here's where I want to in- introduce the idea of psychic abilities. Psychic abilities is different. I believe it's different than just our intuition. Everyone has intuition. And, you know, I don't know, maybe on some level, some have, on some level, we have psychic abilities too. But not everyone possesses psychic intuition on on a high level. With those people that do that, I call them intuitives. Now, intuitives seem to be connected to to sources that um, might be what Carl Jung called the collective unconscious. That's where all of the consciousness of everyone that's ever existed and everyone that exists now all meet together on some unknown plane. And people that are connected to the collective unconsciousness seem to operate at a higher vibrational frequency. Some of these intuitives come into being with this feature already completely installed in their GPS. Hmm. Some can develop it along the way, often by just working at cultivating it. And then there's this group of people that I've talked to many of them that have received it after a life-changing event, you know, such as um, severe illness or a coma, a near-death experience. And I've even talked to people that after the passing of a loved one, suddenly this um, intuitive psychic ability gets very strong. So that's all great information, um, but one thing I want to I want to stop and make sure that we all understand the difference between intuition and psychic abilities. Could you help us with that? Yeah, I think that that's good to clarify, and because intuition and psychic abilities and gut feelings and instinct all kind of run together on on a certain stream that it's not always as easy to um, talk about them in a way that each one is clear. But I will say about between intuition and psychic energy, I would say that it's the, I guess I would say that psychics have the ability to channel the direction of their intuition. Mm. Where we all have the intuition, they seem to be able to channel it to a certain person, to a certain situation. Remember, we all can cultivate our intuition, and I suppose we can cultivate our psychic abilities. We'll have to talk to someone that is psychic and find that out. Hmm. Well, you know, there are so many people that are interested in the world of psychics. And I know some are a bit fearful and or skeptical. Mm -hmm. I have to say that I find it all very intriguing, even though I'm a left-brained engineer type. Mm -hmm. Since I've opened myself up to the possibilities of being more tuned in to my intuition, I've become more aware of my own gut feelings. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to continue to develop my intuition more, but like, you know, like everything... 
I first need to better understand it. Do you think you could assist? (laughs) Well, I do know that you need to understand something before you will join in. And that's something I really like about my left brain engineer co-host here. (laughs) It gives me a chance to talk. (laughs) Well, let me see if I can help with that. Um, When we plan our shows, we begin with the premise that you, Kathy, are the audience. Exactly. And so if you are curious and want more information, so then I'm believing that those that are listening to us may have an interest in the questions you present. And so I think there are probably a number of people that want to know how they can understand uh, how they can understand and better improve their intuition. So there are a number of different ways that um, intuition and nature guides us. So to better understand it, let me, um, let me explain to you that intuition, as I said, is like a sixth sense. It's another sense. Mm-hmm. So just as each of us have strengths in different areas in our senses, you know, some have an above average hearing. And there are many that have a really distinct developed palate because their taste sensory is so high. So we access our intuition in sensory ways also. So they are very connected to the sense of sight, the sense of hearing, the sense of feeling, the sense of thought. And even the sense of smell and taste can be intuitive guides or channels. So as I say this, I'm sure some of our listeners have experienced the gut feelings or some of the auditory feelings or visual feelings. Have you ever just found yourself saying, when someone asks you, how did you know that? Have you ever found yourself saying, I just felt it or I saw it in my mind? Or maybe you said, you know, the thought just came up. These are all channels for intuition. So let's start with clear audience. That's audio. That's hearing intuition. If this is your strength, it's going to come to you in a sort of a voice. It'll be in your head, but it'll be, you'll hear it. It might say, wait, stop. Or it might even ask you a question. Are you sure you want to do that? An example also would be, have you ever heard your name being called when there was no one there? Yeah, many mm. many of us have. Um, and we look around and like, hi, thought somebody just said Sherry. So clairvoyance is the next one. And that is voyance, meaning sight. This is when an image or a scene shows up in your mind Or you've seen a shadow of something and there's nothing there. Here at Spirit Space, a few of us have seen the shadow of a cat. Now, I believe that the owners of this property had a cat. And so it's not a physical cat. But we'll walk around a corner and there'll be a shadow. They'll say, did you bring your cat in? Hmm. Um, So this is clairvoyance. Clairsentient is feeling. This is the most common of the intuitive guides. You just feel it. Then there's claircognizant. Cognizant means thought. This is when our brains and our intuition just converge. 
An example would be you're trying to solve something. You've been trying and trying. You just can't get it. And you stop for a moment. And then suddenly the answer comes. And we usually say, why didn't I see that? So knowledge is so much more learned is not knowledge is not so much learned, but it's intrinsic in the world of intuition. The two lesser known sensory guides are clairfactos, that's smell, and clairgustos, that's taste. All right, so I'm going to just start with my basic first question. Why do all these words start with Claire? (laughs) I'm sure there's some people in the audience that want to know that. Claire is a French word for clear. So these guides make things clear to us. Mm. In some respects, intuition could be thought of as a clear understanding of the collective intelligence that's always present. So, Sherry, can you give us some outside sources that our audience, and for me as well, that we can reference to find out more about these topics of clarity and these multiple forms? Claire's. (laughs) So, Doreen Virtue is a great source. She has written a number of books on discovering your intuitive path. She wrote an article titled The Four Claire's. She also has a strong connection to angelic beings. And then there's Dennis Kuntz, and he's another good resource. John Holland has a book titled The Power of the Soul. These are just a few sources. And during the show, I will be sharing a few more as I bring up some of the topics. What I want to share is a source that you might not think would be connected to intuition and psychic. That's Albert Einstein. He said the only really valuable thing we possess is intuition. He also reminded us that imagination is better and more powerful than knowledge. A little later, I will be sharing some tips on how to cultivate your intuition. Well, Sherry, thanks so much for all this great information on intuition. (laughs) And I appreciate you sharing some of those recommendations for further reading. So it's time for a short break. I encourage you to click on a voice of reason in the show links section. Check out our upcoming workshops and classes and sign up for our email list. Stay with us to hear about the science behind intuition. And later in the show, we will interview Marianne Huff, a spiritual intuitive. See you on the other side of our break. You are listening to a voice of reason on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
Life carries many uncertainties. Just when we think we may know where we are headed or think we have what we need, life happens and we are redirected. Join host Trina Wines each week for Life Happens, Let's Talk. By hearing stories from people just like you, as well as guest experts who can help, you'll arrive at your own understanding of the role you play in creating the outcome of your life. Listen live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to A Voice of Reason. To reach the show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd prefer to connect via email, our address is info at avoiceofreasonbook.com. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back to A Voice of Reason on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So, Sherry, can you kick things off with this section in sharing with us the science behind intuition? I would like to, because, you know, when we launched our first show, we talked about that this show is a weaving of psychology, the human condition, science, and spirituality. We're touching now what some would think is on a spiritual realm, but it also weaves into the scientific realm in our brain. So only until recently, scientists have been able to come up with ways to actually measure intuition scientifically, which has been a great breakthrough. In 2016, the Journal of Psychological Science, researchers had devised ways to measure Um, intuition scientifically and then further resources from other great researchers showed that our instincts often hit us first at a visceral level telling us what we need to know before our consciousness even catches up with it and that fits for our um, intuition scientists have discovered the human that humans appear to have two very different operating systems in the brain around intuition. System number one is our quick, instinctual, subconscious operation. And it's also where a lot of instincts fit. It is controlled by our right brain, which is surprising, as well as other parts of the brain that have been around since prehistoric times. Hmm. The limbic and the reptilian parts of the brain, this is where it also abides. And some of you remember our first show when I explained that. So it's pretty interesting that there's an intuitive, instinctual part in that system number one. Then there's system number two, and it's controlled by the left side of the brain and by newer parts of our brain known as neocortex. Now, researchers have found that intuition is part of the system number one, not the more developed system number two. Hmm. That is why intuitive decisions are not about the reasoning or the rational part of our human condition. System number one often knows the right answer long before system number two does. Our intuition can predict the future. Do you believe that? Hmm. It can. (laughs) There was a study done by research scientists that gave evidence of that. It looked at people's abilities to to predict a picture behind a computer screen, um, and the screen generated a picture of two curtains. 
they found that the subject's bodies were able to protect the correct curtain two to three seconds before the computer had even decided what they were going to put behind the curtain. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. So the participants were hooked up to biofeedback equipment, which included their heart rate and the sweaty palms. So as soon as the palms started to produce any slight perspiration, the people chose a curtain. And this was before the computer had chose the curtain. And when this was done, it was done that proved this theory because it resulted in uncanny accurateness almost every time. Wow. So I I have to say this whole reality that our intuition has an answer before our conscious (laughs) mind does is very interesting. No, you want to listen to it then. (laughs) So I appreciate all the scientific information that you've shared with us. But with that said, can your intuition ever be wrong? Let me think for a minute. That's um, kind of a tricky question. I know you're not trying to trick me, but it is. Nope, I'm not. (laughs) Okay, it is a tricky question. I have my thought, and this is my thought is that intuition is never wrong. Hmm. What I do think is how we interpret it can be wrong. You know, and gut feelings can be wrong, but not intuition. I don't know. Does that make sense? I, I think so. You know, what I'm hearing is that we can get in our own way of knowing or we can misinterpret the message And this all makes sense to Mm -hmm. me because, shoot, it happens so often with communication. Yeah. So how about if you share an example with us? Well, there are so many stories. You can go online or pick up books in the bookstore and library about how many times intuition was right on. It predicted something. We humans often have a difficult time uh, wrapping our minds around something that we can't explain. Right, Kathy? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We often will discredit it because we don't understand it and we want to understand it before we'll give it credit. So what if you sat down and just thought about the many times you did something without a real clear understanding only to find out later It saved you from something. We Mm. all have those experiences. Or think about the times you were in a car and maybe you took a wrong turn or you turned left when you really thought you were going to turn right. Maybe, poor drivers in back of you, but maybe your intuition was sparing you from an accident. Mm. And I have a, a personal story about that. When my children were small, my husband and I were on vacation, and we were driving through the mountains. My husband suddenly, and he never gets sick, got sick, and we had to take the very closest exit, and thank goodness there was one close. While he was experiencing his tummy troubles at a truck stop, a trucker drove in maybe five, ten minutes later, and he said there was a serious accident on the road that we just exited from. Well, you know, we, uh, we, bought, we all thought, my God, goodness, maybe that spared us, but nothing more than that. Then we got back on the road. His tummy trouble suddenly ended, did not come back again. And as we entered uh, into the entrance, 
we saw a towing truck, and the tow truck was towing the cars that were in the accident. The one car where it was very mangled had been the car that we had been following for a long time. The kids had remarked about that particular car. So then we all went, wow, you know, thank you, thank you. Hmm. Um, and then there's Terry Halfer. Terry Halfer is somewhat like you, Kathy. She's a pragmatic left-brain doctor, and she also is a pilot. So she was at the landing strip, and she was practicing her stop-and-go landings in her airplane when she heard a metallic male voice that knew her call numbers telling her that she needed to land, that there was an important visitor waiting for her in the tower. So Terry thought, okay. She wasn't expecting anybody. She Just as she landed her plane, her engine failed. Wow. Shaken but safe, she went to the control cow- tower to greet this important visitor. Well, there were two female traffic controllers on duty, no males, and they knew nothing of a visitor, and they had not contacted her. Wow. Hmm. Another one that's more common for um, most of us is, have you ever been in a bookstore or a library, and you're not sure exactly what you're looking for, and literally a book just kind of jumps off the shelf? Well, this phenomenon is so common that it has a name. It's called bibliomissy, hmm. meaning divination by books. Well, this is all very fascinating. Now, of course, just hearing all of this information, it makes me think of so many incidents. Uh, everything from moments in the library or the bookstore to mm-hmm. times on my bicycle that I felt I was being protected. So now... Let me admit that this is a lot to take in and absorb for my left brain pragmatic self, but know that I'm listening and I like the topic. So how about intuition in animals? You know, I remember reading about cats that could predict when the next nursing home resident Mm -hmm. was going to die and dogs that monitor for strokes and other illnesses. Mm -hmm. Are animals more intuitive than we humans? Hmm. There you go with your tricky questions. <laughs> it appears that animals have some kind of heightened sixth sense. Remember that the part of intuitiveness that is located of intuitiveness is located in the most primitive part of the brain. It came before the whole idea of reasoning and knowledge. So animals are very tuned in to subtle changes in their environment and also to their people around them. Unlike animals, most humans have an underdeveloped sixth sense. It is thought that it's due somewhat to the fact that we pay so little attention to it and we don't count on it for our survival. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you know, I just want to interject because that certainly makes sense to me because it was very similar to my story of relying on technology mm-hmm. when I already had the sense of the answer. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm just going to quickly put in here is that, Kathy, a uh, year or so ago, we have a, a deep koi pond seven feet and a baby doe 
fell into it, and there are no sides to climb up, and it was frantically swimming. Kathy jumped in, and that was dangerous because the doe could have just kicked and took her under and fought her because this is a human trying to grab her. But the sixth sense of that doe knew that Kathy was safe, and it just melted into her arms so she could lift it up for rescue. So... Um, animals do seem to know how to survive. Hmm. We've been programmed by modern technological society to look for our answers outside of ourselves rather than paying attention to our GPS. We are even taught that all of the answers come from outside of ourselves, even in our faith tradition. Remember I said the definition of spirituality is experiencing it, and the definition of a religious experience is is learning from someone else who is telling you from the outside. If you want to develop your intuitive nature, you must focus on it. Whatever you focus on will expand and grow. Pay attention to all the nuances and the subtleties that are always present in our life. Remember earlier I spoke of the different channels of communicating with our intuition, the senses? Well, it would be a good, that would be a good place to start. Put your attention in understanding what is your strongest channel to connect with your intuition. You know, the thing I think of is that we have to be quiet enough to hear the message coming to us. You know, a quiet, calm mind will allow us to better tap into our intuition. Of course, this seems so simple, but I know for me it took quite a lot of practice to be able to quiet my busy mind. You know, a while ago you spoke about psychic gifts or vibrating frequency. Could you explain that concept? Mm Mm-hmm. It all comes together when we look at energy. Most of us do not fully understand the concept of energy as it relates to how um, electricity works, yet we know it's energy and we use it. And because we don't completely understand it, we still believe in it. Everything, and I mean everything, is energy. For everything is made up of moving atoms, and what moves them is energy. Some even choose to describe God as an energy source. We are really energy, not matter. Modern science now embraces this. Yet you know back in the time of Socrates, he presented this. He said that energy is separate from matter and that the universe is made up of energy, pure energy. Um, Quantum physics now says that as we find out more about atoms, you see that there is nothing there. There is no matter. It's just energy waves and electronic energy fields. Um, So, I'm sorry, you didn't want a science lesson, did you? I'm not a scientist. (laughs) But energy is such an important part of our psychic ability. So let me answer your question. We all operate on different frequencies, just like a radio station. People who have the gift of strong, clear intuition are tuned into that frequency. And people with psychic gifts are tuned into quantum physics. You know, so for me, I'm thinking that this might mean we can increase our frequency. Can we increase our frequency? And if so, how do we do that? Sure. Um, I think we can. We are often changing our frequencies all the time. 
when things that were once we were once attracted to no longer hold our intention, we've changed the radio station. Sometimes we do it unconsciously. I personally like to operate from my consciousness because it gives me more a chance um, of a chance to have input into my life and the behaviors that I get hooked into. And, you know, that's this destiny thing that I often speak of. I want to be a part of my own destiny. We can raise our vibrations by cultivating our intuition. I started out saying if there was an app that could help you know what you don't know, clear up confusion, help you make decisions, wouldn't you want to download it right now, audience? This is your intuition. All right, so tell us how to download it. (laughs) There are hundreds of books written about how to do this. I have my favorite sources written by amazing people. Sophie Burnham, Sonia Coquette, and Doreen Virtue are just a few of my favorites. But for right now, I want to share some tips from Sophie Burnham's. This comes from her best-selling book, The Art of Intuition. She lists 10 things that she has observed in people that are in touch with their intuition. One, they listen to their inner voice. They don't dismiss it. They take time for solitude and silence. They access their creative side, coloring and arts. They practice mindfulness and meditation. They are observant. They journal and they connect dots. They listen to their bodies. When something or someone doesn't feel right, somewhere in your body, listen. They connect on a deep level with others. They go beyond appearances. They pay attention to their dreams. There is such intuitive information that can be found in them. And they take time to enjoy the things they love. They take downtime to have fun. Hmm. And number 10, they mindfully let go of negative emotions. Of course, they, they can get upset, hurt, and emotional, yet they don't waller in it for very long. Wow, that is just a great checklist. Thanks so much for sharing it. So if you want a reference to this list, I'll have it posted on our blog today at avoiceofreason.net. It's good for me to hear the list because I would expect silence, solitude, mindfulness, meditation, and listening to be included. But it's a good reminder of the importance of creativity, connectedness, and letting go of negative emotions. Yep. Um, I'm going to give you a little coaching hint right now. Um, this these lists and things to improve can overwhelm you. So maybe if everyone picked one a week to focus on, that seems a little bit more manageable, doesn't it? It does. You know, and since I am much more left-brained, to be, be specific on one topic, such as a creative project for, for a week and then deep connections for another week, makes it sound manageable and much more reasonable. So thanks for that guidance. You're welcome. I love to coach. (laughs) It's time for a short break. Stay with us to hear our interview with Marianne Huff, our spiritual intuitive. We will see you on the other side of our break. You are listening to A Voice of Reason on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed broaden your mind 
Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to A Voice of Reason. To reach the show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd prefer to connect via email, our address is info at avoiceofreasonbook.com. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back to A Voice of Reason on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Mary Ann Huff has joined us. You know, Mary Ann is an amazing spiritual intuitive. I love the additional perspective she brings. So, Mary Ann, will you please share um, with us and tell us when you first noticed that you had this gift of psychic abilities? Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me to participate on the show. I'm very excited to be here. But um, I was actually pretty young when I noticed things that were a little bit different about me where I sort of just knew things about people, um, had insights. Of course, I, at like four or five years old, you don't know that they're insights, but started having experiences really, really young um, and also was in touch with um, people that were no longer on the earth plane, um, was able to describe family members that had passed over that I'd never seen pictures of to my parents. Um, also knew things that were going to happen before they happened and was able to put things together with little information. Um, as you can imagine, um, that was kind of tough for my parents sometimes and other people. But was it tough for you? Tough for me, too. Okay. <laughs> I was the alien kid. So, you know, I'm still kind of the alien adult in a way, but I like, I'm, I'm more comfortable with it now. But so... So I, I sort of developed throughout my entire life, so I can say almost 50 years because I'll be 55 this year, is that relying on this sort of what people would call the sixth sense, it's more of a, of a ability to just kind of know things. Um, I do, you were talking earlier about getting physical sensations in certain circumstances, depending upon what the information is. Um, I will get feelings normally in my stomach. Um, but I also, and, and it's not something that I've been able to explain, um, just know things without really knowing how I know them. Wow. Um so I want to ask a question. You know, I know um, you have a very similar background as mine. You're a licensed mas- master social worker, and you have a long history of standing up for social injustice and working with disability as a disabilities rights advocate 
in addition to running a large mental health clinic and having a private practice and just all the work that you do with legislatures and all in the public health system for our state of Michigan, I'm just wondering, how do you use your spiritual intuitiveness or um, psychic gifts? Um, how do you use that in all of these fields? Do they help in, in them? Oh, I, um, it's a great question, Sherry. Thank you. I actually use my intuition all the time. Um, I don't know, for me, I love what you called it, you know, the God positioning system, because that's really what it is. For me, if something doesn't feel right to do in anything, if it's, if it's like making a decision about what, what action to take in a particular matter, if it's about whether or not to engage with an individual, if it's even like down to the minutiae of how to proceed with something, um, if it doesn't feel right, I won't do it. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes intuition tells us to do things that other people would think are kind of like against the grain. Uh, whenever I've trusted it, it's, it's never failed me. I seem mm-hmm. to have this ability to know, and this is in my personal life and my professional life, I've always known when to do something and when not to do it. And, and one of the things we learn in the spiritual realm, and you've spoken of this, is that there's a divine timing. God has mm-hmm. his own timing. And I think part of being successful in life is being able to access that God positioning system so that we can hear him clearly and we know what it is we're supposed to do, but also when. Because Mm -hmm. even the best actions, if they're not done at the appropriate time, will not, may not be as beneficial as one would hope. I will tell you I credit all of my professional success because I've been very fortunate, as you indicated, I've had a very interesting career in many ways. But I credit all of that to the fact that I'm in touch with the divine Mm -hmm. in a way that I think everyone could be in touch with the divine. I think you're right. Some of us have more developed um, sixth sense. I'm not a big fan of the word psychic. I appreciate the spiritual intuitive. But once we get into an alignment is the term I use, or we get in tune with, with God, then discerning what to do next, how and when, is a lot easier. And so I don't think that my career, which has been all over the place, um, (laughs) but in a good way, would have been as interesting if I didn't have that internal sense of knowing what to do and when and and knowing, is this really what my life path is? Because I think Mm -hmm. the bigger issue is, and you hit on it, it's not about being and I'll use in quotes, psychic. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in the 80s when the metaphysical movement, the New Age movement, I don't like that term, was really sort of coming more out into the open, Um, and we had Shirley MacLaine write her famous book, Out on a Limb, and then some other Mm -hmm. books. It was about people really wanting to be psychic so they could see the future, see things, or whatever. Um, That's not the point. Actually, the real point is to be more developed spiritually and to have a really solid relationship with God, the Creator. Um, mm-hmm. from, for me, 
if you don't have a good, solid relationship in that way, then really the ability to discern the future, it's hard to put it into context. Mm -hmm. Um, So to develop that, um, I was listening to what you were saying about creativity. Um, I do think there's an element of right brain in this. Um, And the reason I say that is because a lot of times people will have their best intuitions and this can happen to me too, when they're not even actively engaging in left brain activity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've heard stories about people, oh, I get my best intuition insights in the shower mm-hmm. or when I'm gardening or when I'm doing something that has nothing to do with anything left brain. It's because <laughs> that awareness, that left brain basically has to shut up and get out of the way because it's usually the left brain, it's the, the more, you know, I don't want to use the term rational, but it's that more concrete part of us, mm-hmm. the more analytical. Yeah, that can rational. argue <laughs> us out of intuiting things. Mm-hmm. Great. So, with all of that information, Marianne, can you share with us how this gift impacts your spirituality? Well, that's a great question, Kathy. I think for me, um, where it's gotten to now, because it's evolved over the years. I mean, clearly, um, when I look at where I was spiritually in my late teens, early 20s, and where I am now at 54, it's quite, it's quite much, it's much more developed. Um, but, you know, it's like, how do I want to put it? Um, I think that, it's a critical component for me. It's the way that I um, communicate with the divine. Mm. And so mm. for me, without to not have the ability to access, access that information or that sense of whether or not um, I'm heading in the right direction in certain ways, it's kind of like not having a GPS. You know, we, for me, I'm probably as, um, I don't want to say... I don't want to say this. I use my intuition as much as probably a lot of people use their cell phones, you know, for GPS and looking up text messages. Or Dial like up. That. So um, that's how that really um, impacts impacts me. And I think to be, I guess, because we have a few minutes left. What I would say is intuition and the development of it is like anything else. Um, the more you use it, the more you develop it, and the more that you're open, the more that you're willing to um, accept that this is a real part of what it means to be human and that the concrete, you know, the physical realm is not all that there is. The more that you become open and willing to look beyond that, the more that you're going to be able to intuit things, the more that you're mm-hmm. willing to kind of like suspend your thoughts and ideas about, well, gee, I don't know if that's true or not. There's always healthy skepticism. And frankly, we should always engage in some healthy questioning. Mm-hmm. And I do that myself. But if something stays with me, if something keeps coming up for me, um, then what I do is I pay attention to that. And I think to leave listeners with one thing, I think the biggest thing of all that folks need to do is just be willing to be open 
and pay attention because we often miss guidance. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I have um, one quick thing to ask you. you. Probably, I don't know that you can answer it quickly, but just so our listening audience um, knows um, some direction is that I know that you do readings for people and um, you're very good at it. But often people are check, checking out or going to intuitives or psychics, whatever they want to call it. Is there any way um, a person could know that they're connecting with a legitimate kind of spiritually based psychic? That's is a really good question, Sherry. I think the only way to answer it, because I know we have to go, is basically to get recommendations from other people that have seen somebody so that you know that that person is the real deal because there are people that are not, and it can be very difficult to know without a recommendation from somebody. Okay, so don't dial in on the commercial on TV to the... <laughs> The California <laughs> intuitives go to somebody. No, you know. <laughs> I I think people should be very judicious because a lot of folks, when they see somebody who's a spiritual intuitive, put a lot of stock into what is said and what is shared. I take it very very seriously. I treat it almost like like a form of counseling, and so mm-hmm. it's always confidential. And I'm very in tuned with where the person is at that moment, which is critical. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And and for me, it's critical that there's a spiritual element involved. You know, there's when I coach or do therapy, there's always a spiritual element. So thank you so much, Mary Ann. I appreciate having you in my life and being my intuitive guide. Oh, thank you. And, well, thank and you again, both. Yeah, I'll add in my thank you as well. It's great to have you join us. And also a big thanks to our listeners. So, Marianne, I really, really appreciate you sharing your perspective. So, thanks for that. So, for our audience, tune in next week as we interview Dr. Stephen Stosny. He's the founder of Compassion Power and the author of eight books. He's been interviewed on Oprah, The Today Show, CNN, and more. He'll join us next week to discuss his latest book, Empowered Love. We wish you a wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in this week to A Voice of Reason. Please join your host, Kathy Horton and Sherry Petro-Serdell for another edition next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a terrific week.